pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Resonance 104.4 FM's video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scanfabree. And that was our theme music. Simon, do you think it's too long? I don't think it's too long. Uh, I... Yeah, it sort of interrupts the flow, because the last thing you said before you put the theme on was... And I thought she. I, I even thought you looked nice in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the conversation ended, went straight into the theme, and then by the end of it, 45 seconds later... Lost my, lost my our train of thought. Over the next hour, we're going to be talking about video games, video games in the news this week, video game culture, and we will be going off at tangents. Simon, I got drunk on Saturday in the mud. Did you? Yeah, I played cricket, and I chased a ball into the outfield, and there was a mud puddle there, and I found myself running like Wiley Coyote might <laughs> on top of the mud. Right. Didn't fall over, all went fine. No, you learned that from video games. Um, look at that bruise there, look, on my arm. Oh my goodness. Oh, no. yeah, it's like you've been shooting up. It looks like I've been hit with an iron, doesn't it? The pointy bit of an iron. Oh. An arrow. Oh, an arrow, yeah. Somebody hit you with an arrow. That's not how that happened. What happened weekend? Well, I was playing cricket and drinking in a park with you, wasn't I? So, um, how did you get that injury? I don't know. It That's looks not odd, a though, doesn't it? Cricket injury, is it? But it's difficult to see the vein now. <laughs> and what did you get up to at the weekend? Um, flexing my muscles. I didn't. I just hung out. Didn't do very much. Really? Oh no, I did. I went did karaoke. It was amazing. And how was that? What did you sing? Uh, all of the songs. All of the good songs. What was your favourite part of karaoke? Um, when that person sang that song to that backing track. That sounds incredible. Yeah. And you also got introduced to a video game, which you'll be reviewing later in the show, won't Oh, I you? will, Steve. Oh, I will. We will. There aren't just three of us in the studio, are there, Simon? No, there's a third more than that uh, in the form of Mike Bithell. Hello, Mike. Hello. Uh, you are, by day, from Bossa Studios, and by night, the creator of Thomas Was Alone. I am indeed. Is that and correct? Both those things, yes. How, yes. how are both those things going for you? 
Um, very well. Um, Boss is awesome. We're doing. Uh, we've got a Merlin game that we're doing at the moment. Right. And then, why did you wave your hands like that? I don't know. It's radio. It doesn't. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hand waver. Does that mean you're not really doing a Merlin game? No, it's a lie. <laughs> it was sort of like a jaunty hello. <laughs> Sorry, like it wasn't inverted commas. Like, yeah. For help. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Thomas came out this weekend. Nice. Well, we Thomas came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel. That's the. Uh... You timed that badly. It's Pride next weekend. <laughs> oh. Great. Well, we'll talk to uh, you about both of those things. After the news. It's 7.03 on Monday the 2nd of July. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. Sony has bought Gaikai for $380 million and will set up its own cloud service. SCE's Andrew House explained, SCE will deliver a world-class cloud streaming service that allows users to instantly enjoy a broad array of content ranging from immersive core games with rich graphics to casual content anytime, anywhere on a variety of internet-connected devices. Sounds really great, Andrew, but what happens when your giant cloud of entertainment reigns? Will you be sending out Sony brand umbrellas will they no <laughs> <laughs> big news this Anne wasn't it did you I, I, the biggest what I, what I imagine is that you had to hastily rewrite your opening news story or did this happen oh, before this? you started writing your news because this was announced this morning wasn't it she probably got the nod ahead oh, of time and, so, and yeah. Andrew House gave you a call over he the weekend he gave me that great Andy. quote that yeah. great quote. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's no surprise they chose to announce this on a Monday, of course really. Not, no, so exactly. they could lead in. Um, Can't believe everybody broke the the seven o'clock, the seven o four embargo. I know, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but big news, Anne. Right? Big. What's going to happen next? Everything. Yeah. Dave Perry's going to buy an island. Yeah. So he played this well, didn't he, Dave Perry? Mm. Um, they set it up in two thousand and nine. Was it two thousand and ten? It's God, it's reasonably it's young. A long time. Has uh, has a rival on live. It's on live, which went first. Yeah. Um, Still never used that. Do you think Microsoft are around knocking on on live's front no, door right now? Not. Well, the um, the analysts. Not that we trust a word of what they say, but they're predicting that on live will not be bought now by Microsoft. Really? Uh, so on live must be like furious. I would have thought <laughs> with the, the Gakai lot because they've but they've got the three hundred and eighty million dollars, isn't it? What Slows. would you do with that? I would form a cloud-based gaming service, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, so what do we think that they're going to do with it then? There's a lot of speculation that they're going to use it to emulate their back catalogue. And I can't see why they wouldn't do that. <laughs> it just seems to make perfect business sense, Does right? <laughs> Mike. No, absolutely, yeah. No, um, it, it just, it's awesome. It's the future, isn't it? It's absolutely where it's all going. And that's sorry, that was a rubbish answer. No, so so PlayStation Four. <laughs> yes. You, so, so I think people saw on live as a sort of natural fit because it's a mm. bespoke client that you could plug in behind whatever it is, the PlayStation Four uh, or PlayStation Three. The sort of desktop it would be there as a, as a as a as an app or whatever. But mm. Gakai, I understand it, just runs in a browser, doesn't it? Mm. For now, for now, presumably. But it, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like whether are they going to pull the pressure off in terms of. Uh, Onboard kind of processor video graphics is that going to be on the cloud? Are they going to have release a much you know cheaper version of the console? They'd be very brave to do that. It seems to me to fit more with Sony's line of TVs. Yes. Sony oh, as yeah. an electronics provider rather than specifically and uh, their just phones PlayStation and their tablets. Absolutely, uh, it means they can essentially provide previews of the stuff.
stuff that you would get live or, yeah. or, or you know, in a better resolution with no latency if you bought into the PlayStation 4. And for those games where that's not important, they can put them across all of those devices really, really simply. Yeah, they don't have to include the emulation hardware if, they're gonna do, if they are going to do the back catalogue stuff. Have you, have you played Gakai, Steve? I haven't, no. Anne? No. Mike? Very briefly. What did you play on it? Um, I think it was it was oh not Sniper Elite the one that came out the go the one Ghost Sniper Ghost Warrior Sniper yeah, Ghost Warrior it wasn't like yeah right. <laughs> but it was it was on Facebook the version I played which Facebook, I know. think of that think of that it's think of what weird, you were doing it? and we're giving <laughs> out game in Facebook I mean we live in the future mm. were Gakai the company who had a tie up with a games retailer to allow people to preview yes they did they tied up with GameSpot to yeah. provide demos? I believe I played it once because uh, the Gakai were also in bed with the Eurogame a lot. Right, played FIFA. Were they also in bed with on live? Well, see, that's the ironic thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Three in a bed. <laughs> they they tied up with GameSpot, but obviously they approached One Life right, Left exactly, first. But you know. Mm. Uh, we, you know, they they then got nervous when they saw our numbers, didn't they? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> breaking their system. Um, yeah, and I played FIFA 12 on Eurogamer. Think of that. Mark. What you Bit played amazing. it on Eurogamer? On Euro, yeah. Imagine, what? imagine copying that out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would take up a lot of space. What is the price of your innocence? The UK government has decided that £20 is a reasonable sum. Beginning in 2014, measures to enforce the Digital Economy Act will see people suspected of uploading and accessing illegally copied files, including pirated games, being sent a letter by their service provider. They will have 20 days to dispute the allegation, which will cost £20, otherwise they are accepting their guilt. If you get three letters a year, your uh, copyright owners will be able to ask for your details and will bring you down. Whoa. Whoa. We need to make a note. Anne, can you do this? We yeah. need to make a note, a note to extend the, the news theme, yeah. don't we? <laughs> couple, couple more beats. Can you write that down? Or you need to be a, a little more succinct. Uh, sometimes there's just too much information, mm. Simon. Uh, are, you, are you worried about this, Anne? Do I pirate? Uh, That's interesting, I think so. isn't it? No, I don't you think You don't I think do. you do. So what? Do you think you can? Like, I know I, I don't. Do you? I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. Is there any chance I could be doing it without knowing that I'm doing it? Well, that's what some people have said. How secure is your yeah. router? <laughs> oh, my router is made of steel. What's your password? Yeah, what's your, is it WEP or W... What are the other ones? WPA. WPA. Is it WEP or WPA? What? Doesn't sound very secure. Guilty! <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... 20 pounds! It's outrageous that you have to pay 20 yeah, quid to dispute that this. It's ridiculous. It's, I, it doesn't actually sound... Well, I guess it is legal, obviously, but it doesn't sound right, does it? It's kind of, it's, you shouldn't have to pay to prove your innocence. It's as if they know that... No one will bother doing it. Well, yeah, yeah. and, and the, yeah, this, this follows hot on the heels of them blocking the Pirate Bay, um, which, mm. and the Pirate Bay came out and said, you know, after that, they're their busiest week. And all of that <laughs> legisla legislation to block it, you can just type three letters in front of yeah. it, can't you? Is it like TB p.thepiratebay.org or something um, like that. We don't, don't know. Do that. We, we don't know. Don't do I, make it. It, I make it my business. To, oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Did, I just read out an illegal... <laughs> is it illegal? Did I break the law? I think you actually have to give them 20, give pounds, them 20 pounds now. I didn't say www in front of it. Does this mean Dot that limited. we can make um, any allegations we want and <laughs> yes. people have to pay us £20? Pounds yes. 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 So if we were to say... GameSpot, copy our features. Yes. Let's send them a letter. Mm. Just say, GameSpot, you copy our features. 
If you want to dispute that... 20 quid each. 20 quid each. <laughs> Papa Sony Kazurai has retired from his position as representative director and chairman for Sony Computer Entertainment. He'll stay on as a part-time member of the board and should be kept fairly busy with his other roles as president and CEO of Sony Corporation. As a leaving gift, he was given flowers and a custom-made PS3. Rumour has it he was escorted from the building after putting the PS3 on eBay, stealing a suitcase full of post-it notes <laughs> and running through the hall screaming, I could have been Mario! Perfect timing, Anne. Thanks. <laughs> Have you ever left a job, Anne? And is that how it went? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. What was it the PS3 custom made out of? Well, I think it was just custom coloured. What, what like, colour? I mean, it doesn't look like much of a leaving gift. How many people at Sony? What, how did they put the whip round? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Get some flowers, and we got some PlayStation in the cupboard. <laughs> Give him that. Thanks, I, guys. I, I'd like to believe it. he already owns one, Sean. Yeah, like, it's, not, it's not even the oh, exactly. Yeah. He probably pretended he had it. Have you got the receipt? <laughs> I've been meaning to get one of these. Yeah. Even, if, even, if he's, even if they've got the receipt, they've painted on it. Voided the warranty um, what did they paint on it oh it, it was just silver and red okay mm. how long have he been there <laughs> well, he's, still t- he's still basically there Don't he's still him. just their boss boss so they're just like oh, I'd fire them all for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for, for, for not appreciating me okay so you imagine yeah as I do Katarai's frequently Katarai's your boss yeah mm. you know he's leaving what are you going to get him I'd buy him a cloud gaming company. (laughs) (laughs) Epic's Rod Ferguson is trying to sort out the storytelling in new game Gears of War Judgment and has gone to Pixar for advice. According to Game Informer, former, a story director from Pixar visited the studio to explain storyboarding and character breakdowns. Ferguson explained, Woody's motivation through all three of the Toy Story movies was about fear of abandonment, and that's something we think about now in terms of our storytelling. Thing is, Epic, you've got a friend in Woody until you send him to war and get him shot. Then you've got Woody's side on your hands. Woody's side. Can you put the music back on? <laughs> Do another. <laughs> Well then. Well, that's good, isn't it? So, after how many Gears of War games have there been? Three. Yeah. Three. Again, excellent radio there. Three fingers. One, two, three. Three. Um, Only now they ask for help in storytelling. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, first time you're like, oh, we were, you know, it's new to us. We're just trying it out. Maybe got it a bit wrong. Second time, they're like, we really should concentrate on that more. Third time, they realise they've made a big boo Who plays Gears of War for the story? Mm. Why do you play it? I don't. Right? <laughs> but if you are playing Gears of War for the story, I have a suggestion. Read a book. <laughs> it will blow your mind. Uh, I've, not, I've not played it. Well, I, played, I think I played the first one briefly. Mike, have you played Gears of War? Um, I've not played the most recent one. Two was the one where it had the... Your Does wife someone... gets infected with a oh. disease, so you murder her. That's story. Is that really how it works? Is that there's a how really it works? odd. It's like it's uh, uh, like I don't know. Um, you, you guys haven't played, but Gears of War Two. There's a character. I think it's I think it's a guy called Dom who right. starts off in like every single bit of gameplay. It's like 
bang, 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 bang. Oh, I'm really missing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 times. And then, and then you meet her and she's slightly ill and he murders her. And it's really odd. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's, re- it's really odd. But no, I, think, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think <laughs> I think kind of like having, I mean, I'm, I'm a big kind of story nerd, but the kind of having a kind of a very basic epic narrative running through, that's, that's got to be an, wow. an okay thing to have in the game. Isn't what do you it? think happened at Pixar then? That they were, they, they were playing Gears of War 2 and then just out <laughs> Outside, that that lamp just mm. shakes its head <laughs> when Dom murders his his wife who's that's got it. hay fever. That's it. I didn't. Um, re- that scene wasn't in Toy Story Two, was it? No, it's no. coming from it. So, so what? So, as a Gears of War player, now yes. uh, what what narrative Lapsed. would you like to see to see in uh, the latest version? Um, I think they should shoot some uh, some monsters. More I think that would be more monsters than yeah, before. Okay, but not like not not ridiculous. Like Each slightly got more. A past, though. Yes, and the, there's and and one of them did something mean to their grandparents. Ooh. Yes. Do you think that Motivation. this uh, this this visit implies some kind of epic Pixar crossover? No, maybe some <laughs> no, no. maybe some slash fiction. <laughs> oh. oh, Steve, you can so, write that. Could do. Could do. Want me to? Yeah. Not the army men. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a promotion for upcoming game Watch Dogs has either been a bit too clever or a bit too dumb. Ubisoft encouraged players of an alternate reality game to sign up for updates. An email was then sent out that included a whole heap of addresses visible in the CC section. <laughs> Uh-oh! But then the game is about data and security and all that, so maybe it was all part of the plan. Either way, if you'd rather an upfront and honest group of people distributed your email address, send it to team at onelifeleft.com and we'll be sure to get it out there. Anne, what is the worst thing you've ever done on email? Uh, oh... Have you ever made any embarrassing email mistakes like that? No. Simon. Yep, I sent an email about somebody to somebody. I did exactly yeah. the yes. same thing. It's really easy to do, isn't know, it? Yeah, or like Google fun. chat as You're well. You're thinking yeah. about that person, right? Yes. I sent oh. an email to a person called Chris. Right. Subject line, Chris. <laughs> Body of message, Chris is a... Right. Another C word. Well, Christ. And... <laughs> And uh, and yeah, in that moment, that heartbeat when you've clicked send and it's just on its way, and it just holds there for a couple of frames, yeah. and you think, what have I done? It was this through Gmail because you could install um, a sort of a undo, yeah, which basically just holds it for a bit. I mean, actually, it should hold it till the morning. I mm. think. Yes, mm. it does. Well, Gmail does have that filter on that late at night you can uh, you can plug <laughs> into. Really? Uh, it, it it will ask you math questions. Right. Uh, oh, that's between nice. certain. You can set the certain hours. So you say, listen, Gmail. If I'm sending an email between <laughs> three a.m. and five a.m., it's almost certainly a bad <laughs> yeah. idea. Can, can you set the difficulty of the maths question? Like, like at sober, uh, I can do this. You see, I don't <laughs> you know. know the problem is I've got a maths degree ah. so it'd be hard to call me out on that. <laughs> I just see it as a challenge I'd yes. start sending all kinds of emails so you've really never made any sort of Ubisoft style mistakes Anne on, on Part only work related but <laughs> who cares about that right no I don't think I have Mike, I did it this weekend. Did you? Whoa. Yes, I did it with. Um, I had a, a big crowdfunding uh, run for Thomas, and uh, and I, I, I kind of the games come out a little bit cheaper than I was originally planning, and I felt bad about it. So I sent an email to every single crowdfunder, saying I'm going to send you two keys for the game, and then only sent one, and now I've got like an inbox full of emails going. Uh, no. Where's my build? No. Yeah, not good. That's not good, actually. It's not really, is it? Given, <laughs> no, given that they awful. took That's a chance on me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you 
let them like down. Raise their hopes because yeah. they're probably just like, oh, I'll just get. One, Look how fine. quickly you've gone from I've lovable changed. independent yeah. developer changed, yes. to oh, evil publisher. Two. Yeah, no, no you one. can't. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> one life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. That is the brilliant downstate. It's a cover of a Death Cab for Cutie song called What Sarah Said. Like loads of our music, not all of it, but like a lot of it, you can find it at chipmusic.org. Go there. There's loads of brilliant stuff like this. What do you think, Simon? Pretty good. Anne? Yeah, I liked it. Mike? Not bad. Thumbs up from around the studio. Well, I think think (laughs) it's slightly (laughs) overstating it. be honest with you. You're listening to One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. We also play chiptune music. And every week, we have a super special guest. Every week. Every week. Someone who joined us, uh, who became our super special guest, oh, like eight or nine hours ago, was it, Something Mike? like that, We yeah. called upon you. Yes. Thank you for coming in last minute. It's absolutely fine. We were let down by... Um, <laughs> Should you say? Yeah, Randy Pitchford. No way. Yeah, really? exactly. Oh, he's out with his family at the moment. He'd London. have been so much better. His kids are more important than one life left, apparently. No. How many times has he seen his kids? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how many times has he been on the show? Yeah, and you know, and I was going to chat to him about about the joke he made about that was knocking somebody joke. over. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we were going to say we thought your keynote at Nordic Game was great. Now mm-hmm. we don't. We think it was rubbish. Rubbish. The worst. Mm-hmm. He's in town promoting Borderlands 2, which will be getting no more coverage on One Life Left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unless we go to the event this week. Um, But instead, so he couldn't make it, uh, so uh, we hope to get you on at some point soon. But uh, yeah, Mike, we thought... 
be a good time to get you back because you were on the show, was it last season or the season before, Mike? Uh, I think it was the one before. It's a great time, yes. wasn't it? It was amazing. It's really great I time. still tell people about it. Yeah. I still, you know, I listen to it once a week or so. Sure. Just kind of Exactly. Good yeah. time. Um, and then we talked about your forthcoming game. Because uh, yes. by day you work at Bossa, who do... Social games, social games, yeah, stuff doing like that. great yeah, stuff. Cool. By night, yes, uh, you make. Uh, well, you made Thomas Woods alone, and that came out at the weekend, did it? It did on Saturday, which is the best day to release. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. So tell us a bit about Thomas Woods alone. It is a pretentious indie platformer. Um, <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? Um, yeah, so it's um, you've got a group of uh, rectangular characters, um, and they can run and they can jump, and some are anti-gravity, some are buoyant, various different things. Um, and you kind of guide them through levels while Danny Wallace talks to you. You got Danny Wallace in it. He's the narrator. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is he is he snarky like he is in he's, Assassin's Creed? He, no, not in, no. He's kind he's of more, an awful character. It's a really like. Yeah, it's not the most well written it's like, character. It's like it's everybody like, in the yeah, game. I'm hates. setting myself up because no, if my game is not perfect, but it's I'm like just it, completely. Yeah. But it's like everybody in Assassin's Creed hates being in there and hates everybody <laughs> in it. It's, it's like whoa. it's it's like yeah, it's that kind of snarky thing. But no, he's um in this one, it's much more um kind of children's book Jack and Ori style right. kind of interesting. Because what, what would vibe. you say? What's the difference between? Oh, sorry. What what are the similarities between Danny Wallace and Randy Pitchford? Um, I would say, well, neither of them's here. Neither of them will come on the Probably show. Probably with their family. Neither Probably come on the with show. their family. Danny as Wallace, we speak. used to be a video games journalist. <laughs> Don't forget where you came from, Danny. He's awesome, though. And, and you he... always go back on Amiga on PC format. I'm only going to say nice things. No, he's he's cool. He, um, he, I just, I kind of, I'd written it because I wanted his kind of style of tone of kind of his books, and I wrote it in kind of that style. And uh, tried to find voice actors who could do his voice, basically. And then one day when drunk, um, one evening when drunk, um, he made, found his email address on a fan page and just sent him an email and with, with did the build of the game. Did it ask you some maths questions before it, the email sent? <laughs> thank God it didn't. Um, exactly. And he got back to me like within half an hour and said, Whoa. I'll do it. It was amazing. He yeah. was also drunk. Excellent. He was probably also drunk. <laughs> How was he to work with? He was lovely. Yeah, no, really, really cool. Basically, um, yeah, we got it recorded at Side, who do like all the recordings for Assassin's Creed and Crisis and stuff, somehow managed to worm my way in there. Right. Um, and yeah, they basically, him and the director kind of basically shepherded me through it because I was just basically sat there kind of going yeah it's really good <laughs> so it's quite ambitious for an indie game then it's stupid right. I think it's a better word <laughs> so, um, uh, it came out the weekend I was yes. um, I'm going to say doing some research but we know that means I just typed it into Google sure. and put review after it <laughs> Thomas was alone review top hit is from uh, Capsule Computers do you know what they say about it please uh, tell me over well I think you retweeted it actually I, I may have I may Steve, have read Steve it Steve's coined a name for people like you uh, like, well not, not a name for people like you he's coined mm. he's got a name for the thing that people like you do me tweeting yes I've done I've never done it before but like the last weekend I've, I've fallen into that trap mm. and you're not the first person to criticise me I need to well. stop it a bit I think so they say overview building up from and expanding a game that was made in 24 hours is that true it is utterly true um they continue thomas was alone helms from the mind of developer mike Biffle. not which i thought was <laughs> like that your sounds, mind but it's the helms like it's what almost a nautical mind? kind of yes how did uh, yes. you helm it from your mind? I'm not entirely sure, because helm does mean basically front of boat or <laughs> hats, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 like, I'm not sure. Um, 
so yeah, anyway, but so, so skip to the end after it's helmed from your mind. Mm. You'll be pleased to know that your mind contains uh, this is their conclusion. Thomas was alone. It's one of the best games I've played all year. One of which I've played two, play. yeah. <laughs> Gives it ten capsules out of ten from capsules. That's top. It's doing really well. Like even the Rock Paper Shotgun review was was really even good. Them. And the, even but, them, but I like with Rock Paper Shotgun, you expect kind of a really kind of strong analysis that they're gonna they're gonna notice the flaws. But they were really positive. Who as well, was it on RPS that reviewed it? Oh, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I feel bad, but uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so yeah, so it is doing it's doing well. So it came out on Saturday, so it's yeah. been out for what two whole days? Uh, two and a half ish. Yeah, yeah. So two whole days. Two whole days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> over this there. is why I don't get the maths questions. Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so any yeah, is it done better than you expected or? Um, yeah, it's like it's made its money back already, which is awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's going it's going really well. It's the reviews like GameSpot and Rock Paper Shotgun, IndieGames.com said some ridiculously good things about it, which aren't true probably. Um, but no, it's um, yeah, it's really me cool. speaking. <laughs> me speaking. <laughs> we are interviewing I've taken him. Some next <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just be a little bit more downbeat, please? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's all going terribly. Um, but yeah, no, it's going really and, well. And, but, has it been difficult because like, obviously getting the support mm. of Rock Paper Shotgun and um, GameSpot and the other guys like a lot of people struggle yeah. to get that so, so yeah. how, how did you manage to do it? Um, I me tweet a lot. No, <laughs> um, no, it, but actually tweeting like Twitter and kind of is like the ultimate tool for getting because you can start talking to journalists and kind of push stuff out. Um, I also have a chap called Lewis Denby who helps me and does lots of PR stuff for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, no, just kind of being out there and I've been showing events for months and, well, a year now. And of course, you chose the right sort of um, place to go right at the start of this journey, didn't you? Exactly. I did. There was one place. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would be fair to, to take say that we, we made you? <laughs> I think, I don't know if you made me, but you definitely... You put me to the fore, I think. And, I and think you, you helmed me. Do you think it would also be fair to say we could finish you? Yes. <laughs> right Good job here, this right is going now. so well. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Well, I guess the um, the ultimate question is then, mm. given that it's going so well, are you going to quit your day job? I'm not. Huh. I'm, I'm going to try not doing that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> no. um, I'm, I've got really... I work with some awesome people and I'm, I'm doing some cool stuff, so no. Okay. So what? Uh, so, so just before we go, what, what, what can we expect next from... Thomas was alone. Are you going to take it to any other platforms? Because it's available now uh, yes, on, it's on Steam. It's, uh, it's not on Steam yet. Whoa! Oh, I know, right? Is it coming to Steam? Uh, hopefully. Exclusive? Hopefully it's coming to Steam at some point, yes. Okay. So, so, so It's on Dizura and Indie City at the moment. Okay. But you can go to www.thomaswasalone.com. Great. And, uh, and, and find all the places to buy it there. And, and also the soundtrack, which is lovely. Are we, we going to see it on anything else? Consoles? Mm, hopefully. Mm, Gakai? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Derek Williams. Lego Batman has been knocked off the top spot by Halo Anniversary Edition. A remake is at the top of the charts. Now usually when it comes to films, this tends to be a bad thing. Obviously there are notable exceptions such as the remake by John Carpenter of The Thing of David Cronenberg's The Fly. Does the same exist for games? There are certain purists out there who feel that many of the HD remakes take something away from the original game. There's a certain loss of purity there just as often a raw demo recording of some music can turn out to be more exciting than the sterilised polished studio recording. PJ Harvey's 4-track demos album is a good example of that. But I should be on about video games here, so let's get back to those now, shall we? Sorry about that. 
I feel somewhat conflicted because there is the element of preserving video game history, making it more than something ephemeral and not to be discarded. But also, are we really preserving the original? Is it better to experience the original as it was, with its flaws, to help you understand its historical significance? Should there be any, of course. It's obviously the case that as a game gets older, it's hard to preserve the original fully as it's harder to find a working console to play it on. This is perhaps likely to be more of a problem with disk-based systems than cartridge due to DVD drives breaking down so easily. How long will replacement parts be available? It's good, of course, to bring a game to the attention of a new generation. And of course, generations are a lot shorter in video game terms. If something's been out for more than a week, it's forgotten. Ultimately, though, I have to be against remates and re-releases as it ruins the value of the games I've stashed in the attic. Anyway, I'm Derek Williams, and you wouldn't want a more polished and remade version of me and my free market economy now, would you? Thanks, Derek. Uh, we're One Life Left. Radio show about video games, and that was Derek Williams's Free Market Economy, one of many features you'll be hearing today. Wow. Mm. Is that true? That is true. We've got some more coming up later in the show. But first, the feature that you, the listener, make. That's, you know, the letters. Who starts this week, Simon? Simon. Uh, hi team and super special guests Glad to hear you're back and on form on the air Last week's talk of Michael's How Not to Play Video Games Reminded me of something me and my friends used to play on the original Xbox Halo We called it Jeep Wars Essentially it was the race mode in the game This gave each of the players, uh, each of the four players a warthog jeep But without any racing the rules were simple Kill each other only using jeeps If you knock someone out of the jeep by ramming into them at high speed they were fair game to be squished. Thanks to Halo's interesting take on physics with the Warthogs, this would involve a lot of flying vertically up after being flipped 360 by a Jeep ramming into your side. There's no real end game, but we'd end up playing for hours trying to create the most elaborate spinning Jeep death possible. Stick out your old Xbox, Halo. Sorry, stick out your old Xbox, Halo and four friends. Trust me. Cheers, team. Thanks, Dom. Um, cheers, Dom, for that. Yeah, so last week... Um, Michael's explaining how to break games. How can we break Thomas Was Alone, Mike? Um, you can jump a moving platform side while it's moving to the left <laughs> until I patch it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Have fun out there, all you, it's, Thomas. It's awesome. Great. Um, Michael is going to be working on uh, a feature like that is about he? different ways of playing games. I mean, we're actually, we're negotiating with him on a series of different oh, features okay. as, and, you know, depending on whether he chooses to sign with GameSpot <laughs> instead. <laughs> Anne! Um, this doesn't start with a hello or anything. Go straight into the letter. Whoa. The house is in a leafy village, and the entrance is on a balcony at the top of a ladder. Whoever lives here is clearly quite athletic. Inside is quite sparsely decorated, with the only furniture being a small table, sink, and mirror by the bed. A list of achievements, such as his biggest fishing catch, sits on the wall. Whoever lives here doesn't spend much time at home, but the gardening equipment and large urn shows hmm. they, must be, uh, they must be good with their hands. The bed is only a single. Whoever lives here might be quite young, or at least still young at heart. So it begs the question, who lives in a house like this? Over to you, team. The winner gets a map from the game in question of a location of your choosing, drawn by me from memory. <laughs> Quality is not assured. Answer here. Don't read, a, yeah, don't read the next bit. Link. 
but it's really long, so I'm not going to read it. And that's interesting because um, well, when we printed it out, it says the answer is here on YouTube. So, you know, maybe we could offer this to the readers because yeah. in Gmail, it actually uh, links, it, calls, it says the answer is here and then links to the title of it, mm. which has got whose house it is in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's impossible for us to guess. But maybe um, if any readers can guess who that is, maybe we could uh, get them a copy of Thomas Was Alone, maybe. I think that's possible. Could we? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Very kind of you. Very kind of you on Prompted. You can, you can give away. Do you want to give away one? You can give away loads. <laughs> <laughs> you can, to be honest, there's a lot in the warehouse. It's all the, we, uh, we printed 20 million of them. And we've not, wow. we've not got anywhere to sell them. It's all Great. the spares from your giving away two copies. <laughs> exactly. So if you can guess uh, that whose house that is, or you want to uh, write to us any other subject, email. Team at one com. Like this person has. Mike. Hello. Hey guys, Hey, you are games media people. What happened to all the TV shows about games? There have been loads and I'm sure there are more people playing games now than there were when Games Master, Bad Influence, Bits, Thumb Bandits, etc. were on. Please speculate on this topic. P.S. <laughs> P.S. When can we come and hang out with you guys? We are working on a large cache of games jokes and stuff. Love the show, Edgar. We need to, yeah, we... <clears throat> I always think when these guys email that someone else is dealing with it. Shall I just get them in? Who's in charge of dealing with guests, Simon? I am. <laughs> we'll deal with guests. We will get you in. Thanks for that. Um, just speculate on uh, on that. YouTube happened to them. Yes. Right. Minecraft, like the Minecraft videos are always like at the top, right? Machinima. YouTube, like Machinima, Machinima and guys. Kind of... <laughs> Beautifully done. Uh, I, I heard actually there might be a games TV show coming back. Oh. Or not. <laughs> I, I should say coming back. Or it could be a new one. Who knows? That's Interesting. Watch this screen. Steve. Hi, team. Hi. Right, Bastion. And possibly, probably, should he be there, super special guest. That's a nice introduction, but then he goes on to shock us by going, terrible news! Whoa. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, no. This might be the last year Gamescom will be held in Cologne. That would mean we'd lose our own little E3 here in Europe. I can't bear to see that happen. Could you guys solve this? There should be plenty of solutions, like inviting all the major publishers to show their latest and greatest <laughs> games during your trademark karaoke nights. Or you could host all of the major press conferences in your studio. I know not having video during those game announcements can be a pickle, but I'm sure you could solve that with some FM radio magic. <laughs> Love the show. So he's linked to a piece um, on Game Reactor. Uh, the headline is Gamescom under review question mark. Just stop there. Any headline that's got a question mark <laughs> in it is not true. You just answer with a no. Yeah. Uh, then Sorry, then they go on to say that German newspaper has speculated that this year's Gamescom could be the last for the clone-based gaming fair. Could Shame. be. We like could it be. over there. This could be the last one life left it ever. It could be. Could be. Speculate on that. Mm. <laughs> so that's our letter section. Uh, if you have anything you would like to say or for us to speculate on, please email. Team at one life left up. We also have a postal address on the website. We never get any posts. So, no, we don't. You know, it's one four four Borough High Street. He, he gets post. London. We don't get post. So if you want to send us some uh, letters or parcels, nice things send only, a, please. No, yeah, no, send us. Wrap up a bike in, <laughs> in brown paper, but make it very obvious that it's a bike, and put our names and address on it.
One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. And it's on FM. Two good things. <laughs> this is National Broadcast Network. It's called Arcade Empire. And we had some uh, Any Other Business with you, Mike, as well. Absolutely. One thing we're going to do this season, season eight of One Life Left, is collect a cocktail recipe mm. from every guest. Uh, hopefully pertaining to what they do, uh, and you had something you wanted to say on the matter. Well, interestingly, we got into a big Twitter conversation um, last night about about this very subject, strangely. How convenient. How convenient. Um, and yeah, so, uh, yeah, a Thomas Was Alone cocktail was discussed. Okay. Um, ice cubes with food colouring of mm-hmm. different sizes. Right. Floating in... That's to be honest. That's where the conversation ended. I don't know if you. Okay. <laughs> can we take any further? Can no, we, that's what good can we start. do? With it? Like maybe a tequila sunrise, so you get kind of a nice gradient lighting, and you can you can fill those details in artists. What I but it would be really brilliant if this was a cocktail you could only drink on your own. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. But you yes. can't fill those Single details in afterwards. We have to fill them in now. Okay. Otherwise, right. that's not a cocktail. Okay. It's just no. some ice cubes. It's just some <laughs> coloured ice cubes. <laughs> booze in it. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Brilliant. Right. So let's build on that. Right. What type of Sailor booze? Jerry. Helms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, some Sailor Jerry. What else? What goes with Sailor Jerry? Regret <laughs> and embarrassment. We need, we need a mixer. At, uh, we probably need a mixer you, and you a, need a bit to pale of spice. that up because otherwise what, you're what not going to emo- see the colours. Okay, what emotions are, are, are pre- prevalent? Humour, sadness. Humor. What's a sad spirit or mixer? They're all really depending on the context, right. aren't they? Sad. Gym. Sad. Tonic gin, is the most depressing yeah. of all mixes. Gin and tonic. Slimline tonic. Gin and tonic. Yes, slimline tonic is worst the worst kind. Okay. Depressing. Gin, slimline tonic. Yes. Sailor maybe, Jerry. Maybe just a touch of something else, I think, as well. And a, and a bit of... um. Something bitter. Oh, yes, yeah. very Angostura good. bitters. Boom. Right, this sounds right delicious. <laughs> it sounds Let's delicious. to the URL. And it's called uh, A Thomas Was Alone. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little bit more think of the name <laughs> during the return of one of my favourite features. I hope it's one of yours as well. This is Craig the Rage McClellan. Barely has the nation recovered from the four-day crack binge of simpering, isn't she wonderful, blithely supplicant patriotism that was the Silver Jubilee that we must pick our collective sense of dignity back up off the floor, only to immediately cast it back down again and kneel hungrily before the all-swimming, all-cycling, all-kayaking, pulsating, five-ringed phallus of Team GB and the awesome spectacle of the London 2012 Olympics. In Stratford, East London, the local residents are still wandering the streets, shaking their heads in disbelief, high-fiving each other with explosive joy at the precious cultural legacy bestowed on them by the Games the most beautiful velodrome that a long-term unemployed mother of three could ever wish for. Her children will have the track pursuit cycling opportunities that she never did. God bless you, Lord Coe. Those of us who weren't fortunate enough to get tickets will have to sate their insatiable appetite for all things Olympic by playing the official tie-in 2012 video game, developed by our friends at Sega, who have taken the bold step of neglecting to update the 30-year-old button-mashing gameplay of Konami's track and field, concentrating instead on developing the most realistic representation of advertising hoardings and promotional merchandise ever committed to DVD. And those of us who weren't able to grab a copy of the game before it flew off the shelves will have to make do with the other tie-in products. The official Olympic year first-class stamp, depicting an anxious-looking Sir Steve Redgrave on the bog, checking the toilet paper for traces of blood, 
and the accompanying downloadable ringtone, a recording of his tremulous, fearful voice as he calls NHS Direct for advice and reassurance. Hello? Is that NHS Direct? This is Sir Steve Redgrave. My bum bum done bleed. Craig the Rage McClellan. Oh. He's one life less in house yes. poet. <laughs> Talking about the Olympics, have you heard the, uh, the the official song, Steve? It's by Muse, isn't it? You like Muse. Oh, Dude, I like You love Muse. It, it's as if um, somebody rang up Warner and said, Here, uh, we, we've got. Um, We've got space for the official Olympic song, but you need to get it back to us in five minutes. <laughs> it's awful. This is Je M'appelle. It's called Red Gateway, and this is our review section. So we trailered this earlier in the show, yeah. didn't we? We teased, did. Teased it. So we're going to... What's the opposite of tease? <laughs> D- do it? Do. Yeah. We're going to do it. <laughs> What, are you going to do yours first? Yeah, shall I do mine first? Do yours first. Uh, so I was told this week, oh, Anne, uh, you should play this um, iOS game. It's called Desert Bus. Um, it's good you like it. You like our iOS games. I was like, oh, okay. who, who told you this? Michael okay. and Steve. Right. So I thought it was a joke. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll download it. See what that's about. So it is a real-time driving simulation game in which you drive from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas. Right. The journey, if completed, would take you eight hours. Okay. Nice. It's a straight road, entirely straight. However, the game leans slightly to the right (laughs) and you always have to have your um, finger on the screen so you can't just leave your phone there and let it go straight. Um... If you veer off the road onto, I guess what they would call the hard shoulder, you have to wait for a tow truck to come from the start of the game in real time to pick you up and then take you back to the start of the game in real time. Is this the one they they play for charity in the US? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So... Do you know what happens if you get to Las Vegas? 
you get one point and get asked, do you want to go back? <laughs> and you get 20 seconds to make that decision. <laughs> you ha- and you have to play it continuously. Like, you, you can't pause the game. So you have to play it for eight hours straight. So after eight hours of driving in a straight line, you have to decide if you want to then try to drive for another eight hours in a straight line. And what happens then? Then you get asked if you want to go back again. Did you pay for this? Yeah. Did you? Yes. That is brilliant. How many is it sold? I don't know. I don't know. Let's say loads. So I believe this was part of uh, Penn & Teller's game. Yeah. 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 Uh, released... I think released. It might not have come out for the Saturn. Does that sound right? Uh, it's about. It's, it's definitely something. Yeah, they've been playing it for years. I think Penn shows up and they play it on stage for charity and stuff uh, like I every am year. So glad that it's got a sort of wider area <laughs> yeah. now that it exists. Finally, the audience it is it brilliant. I, I really yeah. do. I think it's a genuinely clever thing to do. Um, we were talking actually, Michael and I, that uh, maybe uh, we we might get Anne to play it for for uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I played it for an hour today, and then I got a bit bored. I don't drive, so I was like, oh, I got a bit bored. Um, I'm probably not going to drive, because I um, I got bored of driving in a straight line, so I went out, got myself a drink. I was able to keep in a straight line whilst getting myself a drink. Got back, started looking at Twitter. Steve was tweeting about spooning, and I veered off the road. <laughs> um, Memories. Uh, so then I thought, okay, how can I make this a little bit more interesting? So I decided to get play Desert Bus on a London bus. Wow. Does make it harder. How much did you? How much did you pay for this? I don't know. Is it like sixty nine p or something? Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, well done. Yeah, uh, seven out of ten. Good, Simon. Well, whilst you were doing that on the London bus this morning on my commute to work, I spent a long time uh, trying to uh, sneak past two men, um, and then I thought, oh, this is proving a little bit difficult because. I couldn't back, I couldn't jump and backflip and stuff. So I spent ages trying to shoot them from afar with an M9, and um, I eventually did it. They were quite, they were at the limits of what I think the uh, the bullet could travel. But anyway, so I shot them both in the stomach with a tranquilizer dart, not in the head, Anne, because I wanted them to move apart from each other, and then the drugs take effect, so they'd fall down away from each other. So it like, took ages doing that, and then I was like, okay, brilliant. So the second one went down, and I knew that I could then make the journey where I needed to go. So I stood up and fell off instant death. Had to do it again. That's Metal Gear Solid 2 for you on Vita, <laughs> uh, which is brilliant. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Um, it's, it's funny, I've been, I've got it and playing it, and it takes, a, it takes a little to get back into. It's quite old school. The controls are a little bit fiddly, and, and actually, I don't think it's, it's markedly improved with the introduction of the left analog stick because uh, I think you could use the D-pad. I, I, it's, sometimes it's a bit awkward to stand with your back against the wall. Um, but see, it, it takes about an hour to get into it, but then once you've familiarised yourself with how games used to be, uh, it's amazing. I'm 13 hours in to Metal Gear Solid 2, and then I'm going to play Metal Gear Solid 3. And I've been reading some reviews on it, and people are going, well, you know, <sighs> hasn't got Peace Walker in it, has it? Hasn't got the original Metal Gear Solid. You know, this feels incomplete. Mm. And you're like... Yeah, it also doesn't have <laughs> Half-Life in it. Like, like, it doesn't have loads of games in it. It's, it's Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 in your hands. It came out 10 years ago. 11, uh, yeah, I've, a decade ago, people queued up at E3 to see the trailer from this because it was mm. so amazing. And now it's, I'm playing it on a train and it's £20 from the store. Um, 
Although Game was selling it, <laughs> Game was selling it for twenty-five pounds physically, uh, and yeah, apparently it's um, they were running out of copies. So yeah, it's going very well. Um, I would urge you to pay twenty pounds for it or twenty-five pounds for it. Or if you haven't got a Vita, go and buy one and get Metal Gear Solid. The collection on it's excellent. Seven out of ten. Excellent. I have been playing Velocity. It's good, that, isn't it? It's really, really, really <laughs> good. Velocity is a scrolling shooter that's available on your PS3 as a PSP mini download. It's available on your PSP and on your Vita. It's a very, very small game, and it is very much reminiscent of a classic scrolling shooter. It's none of this bullet hell nonsense, yeah. <laughs> which all of that stuff I find a little bit boring. This is a. Uh, it, it reminds me of a 16-bit game, 16 game um, sort of from the Amiga days. Uh, you and it's also a puzzler, so you're scrolling. The trick with velocity is you can control the speed at which the screen scrolls, and you have to, you know, hit switches in certain orders, blow up things. You can also warp to different parts of the screen. Um, it is slightly fiddly when it gets going, but it is so slick. There is so much to explore in it. Um, and I absolutely love it. I've had such a good time with it. And it's, it's how much is it? It's like a couple of quid, isn't it? Um, I got it free with uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus. Exactly. So I'm slight. I wish they hadn't changed PlayStation Plus. Mm. Do you? Because I, what they used to do, PlayStation Plus was was up was give you free stuff every month and. Like, it gets to the end of the month, I'm like, oh, wonder what little presents we're going to get. In fact, you, you, that's yeah. how you sold it to me, Steve. And now it's like, oh, well, you can play Prototype 2. Yeah. And, and, so, and they're going to stop giving away minis. Yeah, that's what... Is that the major change they've made? They've stopped... They've exchanged full minis games. for full games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was disappointed with that, because the thing I like about the minis is... It's kind of like a grab bag. You don't know mm, the, exactly. really the quality of the stuff you're going to get. And a lot of them are terrible, but some of them are... Are gems like I, I've been surprised on several occasions. The most recent of which was oh, Velocity. Yeah. The, I the, would the never. Music's good in Velocity as well, isn't yep, it? Yep, also true. Yeah. Ne I would have never bought Velocity. Yeah. Never uh, played it if it hadn't been free with PS Plus. And I'm so glad I did because it's genuinely one of my favourite gaming experiences uh, of the last six months. On Vita as well. Uh, I haven't played it on Vita. I've only played okay. it on PS3, but it is yeah. apparently it works on Vita. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. Good. Okay, I'll give it a 7 out of okay, 10. Yeah. Sorry. I thought that went without saying, <laughs> just of a game of its quality. Um, Mike, what have you been playing? I've been playing, well, obviously, besides Thomas was alone, um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the tie-in game oh, to the I upcoming want to play movie. this as well. It's... Okay, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's um, I mean, obviously the benchmark is Spider-Man Two on original Xbox, um, and it's kind of it's it's cool. It's the the swinging feels good, if a little bit too automatic. Um, the open world's a bit empty, but but very beautiful. But weirdly, what's great is the indoor missions, which have always been rubbish in Spider-Man games for obvious reasons, which they've turned into Aliens versus Predator, right? Because you cling to to walls. Basically, you can you can truly wall climb, and it turns into AVP because you're climbing around on the ceiling then kind of falling down and then playing Batman Arkham Asylum for yeah. a bit and then going back up onto the ceiling and it actually it feels quite good it's set after the movie which is great because I now know the ending to uh, the movie right, before seeing it um, but yeah no it's it's uh, it's a solid game it was 7 out of 10 Awesome. Uh, so that concludes the review section for this week. If you've got anything you would like us to review or suggest that we should be playing, please email team at onelifelift.com. This is Weka Wikiwawa. It's Weka Wikiwawa, the feature anyone can edit. I must admit, I haven't been active on Wikipedia in quite a while now, probably as far back as the last season of OLL. Here's the reason why. It's knowing that no matter how much time I put into cleaning, categorising, proofreading and writing, 
is an imperceptibly small improvement on an ever-increasingly large task. This is a project that can never be completed. Also, for every problem I fix, every piece of self-promotion removed, every link fixed, two more pop up in its place. To mix my metaphors, it's like Sisyphus cutting heads off a hydra whilst rolling atop a mountain. Okay, that's two reasons. Also, while there is much satisfaction in writing an article to completion, images, references and all, there's the grim knowledge that really, probably, no one's going to be reading what I've got to say about Thanatos on the ZX Spectrum. Sorry, that's three reasons. I've been popping in about once a month just to make sure that the list of Tetris variants hasn't been vandalised again. I've really no interest in Tetris, but my version of the article is the correct one, damn it! Actually, a few days ago I did log in to vent my frustrations, and I've picked on an article called Video Games Notable for Speedrunning, a sprawling mess featuring Quake and Super Mario games. The answer, of course, is none. No games are notable for speedrunning. Being able to complete Ocarina of Time in 2 hours 33 minutes doesn't entitle the achievement to an encyclopedia entry. Well, I gutted it, in probably the largest removal of text I've committed in several years. It felt good. I'm Duncan Timoney, and we started dying before the snow, and like the snow, we continued to fall. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Nonfinite and Salvage Spirit. How are you doing, Simon? You getting your coat? Doing well, yeah, got a train catch. <laughs> Sorry, didn't want to keep you or anything. It's only, what do we say now? It's only live radio. Do you want me to... Um, I had to call the Microsoft helpline this week. Really? Yeah, yesterday, on a Sunday. <laughs> what did you need help with? Um, my... Uh, Microsoft 1200 points card um, had, after me putting it into the Xbox, the code, said this isn't valid. Went to PC, put it in, this isn't valid. Oh, right. Um, it is awkward putting it into an Xbox, but I did that a lot of times mm-hmm. to do it on PC. And then they were like, oh, we can call you back. So they did. And then um, somebody, Brian from uh, Ireland, I believe, if he's, <laughs> he called me back. We, and we spoke for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this code is worth £8, right? Yes. And towards the end of it, he was like, yeah, well, that show me's active here. I can't understand. He said, you know, so just just 
keep trying it. And, and Fantastic. Because presumably he has access to your account so and the I means said, to put money I said, into can it. you just yeah. put it on there? And he went, no, I can't do that. Like, that's Fantastic. He's very helpful. And then it, and well, then, he wasn't, though, was he? You're saying no, he, that. He's very polite, sorry. And, and, then, and then, like, like so what, as it transpired, two-thirds of the way through the call, I said to Brian, I said, um, feels like you're trying to say goodbye to me. <laughs> and he was like... Yeah, you know, it's always hard in a relationship know, when you hit that stage. It's showing it's active yeah. here. So he said, oh, well, if you'd like, I can go and find out if there's anything else we can do for us. I said, yeah, please. <laughs> so then, and then a lady came on. Basically, my... She, my Where was she from? Was she Irish as well? Or? American. American, oh. yeah. My, um, my uh, problem is being escalated. <laughs> they're going to get back to me within four business days. Now, like, there's two people looking at this. This is amazing. 45 minutes on a Sunday for an £8 code. So we're all losing here. It's not about the money. <laughs> it's, it's about the principle, right, Simon? Exactly, yeah. So I'll keep posting how that goes. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's been a good show today. Thank you so much, Mike. Yes, no cheers, Mike, for coming no on. Is. You're much better than Randy. I well, probably not. Yes, but you thank are. you. Oh, you are. because oh, you're yeah. here and you're in our arms. And you like us <laughs> By better than you. <laughs> uh, you're also better than Danny Wallace. Yeah. Yes. Thank you to all of our feature contributors today as well. Thank you to you as well for listening. We have been One Life Left. We will be back next week. See you then. See you. Bye. Bye.